Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, this is Mark Lee Morrison. From the podcast Low Profile, I live in Olympia, Washington with my wife and two daughters, and I support Vishkana's creative control on Patreon because I appreciate his journalistic integrity. Vish talks with a lot of artists I care about, and he never asks any boring questions. I love hearing his interviews, and as a Patreon supporter, I get to hear even more of them. If you enjoy creative control too, I implore you to join me as a sustaining contributor. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. Jim White and Marisa Anderson are each accomplished musicians who respectively hail from just outside of Melbourne, Australia, and Portland, Oregon. Jim is one of the greatest drummers of his generation, who plays in bands like Dirty Three, The Double, and Sclerus White, among others, and has collaborated with the likes of Bonnie Prince Billy, PJ Harvey, Cat Power, Bill Callahan, Nick Cave, and Jem Cohen, among others. Marisa is a wondrous and inventive guitar player who has worked with the Evolutionary Jazz Band and whose forward-thinking approach to traditional forms has earned her acclaim as one of the most exciting American musicians working today. Together, White and Anderson have created a lovely and stirring new record called The Quickening, which is available via the Thrill Jockey label. And so I connected with them both for a chat about how they're living under the restrictive specter of COVID-19 how they first came to know of each other before working together, improvisation in music and in life, why concert streaming and even concert films are problematic, the rock and roll band ACDC, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you, who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash Control and Massey Hall's concert film series, Live at MasseyHall.com, where you can stream dozens of 30-minute films for free 
including performances by past guests like Jennifer Castle, among others, plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 541st episode of Creative Control, featuring the thoughtful and talented Jim White and Marisa Anderson, with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Marisa. How's it going? Hi, Vish. You know, it's going. It's nice to see you uh, over the internet. Uh, uh, it's really nice to see you. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been a few years. A couple? A couple years? I don't know how long it's been. It's Things are different, and we'll get to that in a moment. But I also want to say hello to Jim. Hi, Vish. Hi, Marisa. Hi, Jim. Nice to see you. So we're connected. Nice to see you, too. It's, it's really nice to see you, Jim. I feel like I saw you maybe the same time I saw Marisa, really. I have no idea. Do you remember? Do you remember seeing me, Jim? No, uh, seeing you in person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah. <laughs> no, it was though. You have a good memory because I think that was. No, never mind. I was going to say it was when I was on tour with Dolores White that I saw you, but it wasn't. It was when I was out with Godspeed. That's right. No, I saw you wow. play at the Transac, Marisa. After I, I did see that tour that you're talking about, where it was you and Scleris White. And that was at the the uh, Drake in Toronto. You guys remember that? Yeah. 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 Downstairs. Uh, that's right. And I think I saw that. I was at that show. But yeah, Marisa, I think we saw... Remember there was a Transact show in Toronto, that uh, New Zealand club? Yeah, I played there a few times, but I can't remember like the different... Oh, yes. I remember now. Yeah. We did like there? an interview right after the show in the dressing yeah. room and there were yeah, lights yeah. and it was... It felt yeah. really professional. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's good to see you. So I'm going to, uh, just so people so listen. You're in Edmonton now. Yes, I'm in Edmonton. I'm not in Guelph. You guys know me as a Guelph person, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. we moved. Yeah, we, we, moved. we moved. Our family moved in January, and I feel like us moving caused the world to collapse. Hmm. Everything right. has gone wrong since we left Guelph. We were the glue, and Guelph has gone bad, I've heard from people. It's not as good. Not because of us personally, <laughs> but things are kind of falling apart. There's a pandemic. It's awful. So I want to ask each of you uh, where you are in the world and how things are going there, because uh, it's just it's germane. So why don't we start with Marisa? Marisa, where in the world are you? Where in the world am I? I'm in Portland, Oregon. It's going okay here, I guess. Oregon, we have a really good governor. And also, like the Oregonian character tends to be fairly on the one side law-abiding and on the other side, no gods, no masters, but... Here in Portland, it's more of the law-abiding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so, like I feel like we bonded a little bit because you thought. Did you not think Guelph was a little Portlandy? Yeah, maybe for for that part of Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We used to call it Guelphlandia, and I think we talked. I talked to you about this, and you were like, "Yeah, that show, Portlandia." Eh. You're yeah. not the biggest fan of the show, but Guelph had this very rootsy hippie-ish, righteous, you know, angry and right, correct. I maintain we were correct. Just this attitude, you know, about politicians, about life. And I feel like we had some alignment with Portland there. Is that Does that sound right? It could be. It could be. Okay. It doesn't sound not right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, we both I have... I don't know about that well, you know. I've only been there like, to play. Yeah, so. that's true. You had pizza at my house. 
I did have pizza at your house. It was delicious was pizza. Yeah, yeah, I miss that pizza so much. I anyway, son, I remember. <laughs> you didn't bring it with you? No, I couldn't bring it. I still, I had pizza sponsorships and all sorts of stuff. I don't know why we moved. It's dumb. Free coffee, <laughs> free pizza. Why did I leave? Makes no sense. Anyway, things are relatively okay in Portland. Then, Marisa, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jim, where where are you? Uh, I'm in Longwood Ruffy Road. It's about 100 minutes out of Melbourne. Uh, so Victoria, Australia, in the countryside. All right. How are things going there in the grand scheme of things, given we're in this pandemic? Uh, yeah, I came. I was on tour out. In, I was on tour when the show started getting cancelled and everything. We made it nearly through the tour. The last show was cancelled, and then my dad fell over the day I came to visit him. And then the virus was coming on, and my dad's pretty old and got shit going on. So I decided to stay here. So, you know, for better or worse, it's, it's definitely, I live in New York and that's pretty, I hear that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. If I was there, I'd probably be inside my house, like, pretty intensely. Are people are people yeah. in uh, your neck of the woods there, Jim? Are they staying inside? Is the social distancing kind of happening or are people kind of going about their normal? In New York? No, in, in Australia. Oh, in Australia, yeah. So well, I'm staying with an 87-year-old and a 74-year-old. So I'm doing the shopping and they're in here and we're at, you know, the driveway's like we're a few miles from anywhere. So people are doing social distancing for the most part, but actually similarly to what Marisa said, it seems Australians are very, very compliant. Hmm. And, and you know, the numbers in Australia, have been, you know, indicate that it's been very successful. Oh, good. Yeah. No, I, I, it's uh, high where I am in Alberta, actually, uh, compared to... Is it? Yeah, Alberta is like third for highest among the provinces in Canada, and like I do all the sh- I'm staying with my in-laws. I'm refer- I'm you can see me pointing. I'm pointing to where they are, way over yeah. there. But I'm staying I'm with my <laughs> with my parents-in-law, and they're older, so I go get some of the groceries I went today. I wear my mask and I have the gloves, and and then you walk around, and no one's doing that. Really, not a lot of people are doing that. So no, people are doing the ma- people are doing the mask and gloves yeah. here. They are here. For sure, the mask everywhere. You can't even go in the grocery store without it. They won't let you in, and if you don't have one, they'll give you one. That's good, but a lot of states, uh, governors in your country, Marisa, are kind of fighting that, right? I don't know really what's going on. I can't speak. All the 50 states have their own. Everybody's got their own thing, you know? And I think actually the governors are doing a much, much better job in many cases than the feds are. Right. The federal government is abysmal yeah we're all jim would you agree we're all seeing that right (laughs) we're all seeing america Um, kind of yeah struggling with this yeah even in australia it's interesting like the state there is there's mostly um accord or whatever whatever you call that thing agreement yeah yeah, but actually the state for the first time in my lifetime the states are actually taking the lead on many more things oh and contradicting contradicting the feds when they want to you know no one ever even really thought about federalism much here in the past, but now it's actually like you know the, the federal one. The federal one has opened up all the schools this week because you know for the economy or whatever. Yeah, parents have to go back to work. That's a weird and thing. But the Victorian government said no, we're not. You know, and they you know they have the right to do that. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to check in, and I've been contacting people, and 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 also receiving contact from people. Just how are you? How are things going? You both seem okay you know, dealing with this the best you can. And I just wanted to make sure you were okay because I I care about you both and this sucks. 
and uh, we're all being touched by it in different ways. So you're okay is what you're both saying, ostensibly. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Okay, cool. I haven't picked up a drumstick for seven and a half weeks. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. A, that's weird, isn't it? We're not... I've been busy. Like, I I've think been... that's a... <laughs> well, I don't I mean I have a drum. My drums are coming this afternoon. My sister's bringing them. Oh, oh nice. great. Nice. Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah. Is that weird for you? Is this the longest you've gone without playing? I think my whole life. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's got to be weird. Um, I was born at all. Uh, but that's out of your instrument is so large, so to speak. I mean, if you don't have it, you can't play it. Marisa, have you felt? I assume you have drumsticks in the corner. You have drumsticks in the corner. <laughs> Marisa, I assume you have access to your guitars. Have you yeah. felt? Have you felt compelled to play? Lately, more when at first, so you know we've been locked down for two months, almost two months, and at first I just was really not, I just couldn't, and then the last couple of weeks, yeah, I've been playing. It's been kind of nice, just corresponding with other people who are you know in the same situation where all the work is gone, nobody's on the road. All of a sudden, there's a little bit of like people sending files back and forth and doing little collaborations and it's nice to have assignments so like been you know kind of working off little assignments from friends and sending them and that's gotten it gotten to to me wanting to play again yeah that's great i have as you may guess i talked to lots of creative people with the show and by and large you're the first one i've heard who said yeah i'm starting to do stuff while in this state uh, a lot of people are like, I really have nothing to say. I have nothing I can yeah. think of to write. Like, it's not inspiring me to talk about anything in my craft yeah. right now. I just feel like the world is frozen. I feel frozen. So I was feeling that way. And also, maybe less frozen than just floating. Just like floaty. But um, Suspended. Suspended. That's a good word. Yeah. 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 But something changed. I'm not sure. For what it's worth, I'm playing more guitar than I've ever played. I don't even know how to play it. I've got so many of them here, and I just keep yeah. I pick them up. I play them all the time. I'm learning how to play songs. I don't care. It's fun. I like it. It's. I mean, I'm trying to see the bright side of the pandemic, and uh, it's you. I think so too. Yeah, you think you, there's a way to see a, a bright side, a silver lining, Jim? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I understand that it's terrible for many people, but there's also I haven't had jet lag for two months. <laughs> it's giving us time like I'm rehabbing a you shoulder know. that I should have been working on like my shoulder I have a rotator cuff and now I'm finally doing the exercises and I'm like it's better like I'm not waking up in pain I got a little looking time looking out for my dad which yeah. for a longer period than I probably would have been able to wrangle you know yeah um, yeah you know I was not playing because I was, I've been playing because I'm sort of been busy and but also you know taking the time to do other things as well yeah no, it's good. Uh, on on the one level, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. We're getting some time. So I want to ask about your uh, partnership here. Congratulations on the quickening. Uh, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're two of my favorite players, so this is very exciting for me. Um, I thought I'd get into some background here with both of you. You are you were, before you knew each other, you were kind of known entities, I suppose. You, you might have known of each other. So I thought I'd start that way and ask how you first came to know of each other as musicians, as being, you know, part of cultural creation, so to speak. And Marisa, I want to start with you. Do you have a recollection of when you first came to know, kind of before you knew him, of Jim? 
Well, the, I mean, I knew of the Dirty Three. I had a, a there was a period of time where I was mostly living in my car, and in the I don't know late nineties or something. And there, I had a cassette player, and someone made me a cassette that was a couple Dirty Three records, and I only had a few cassettes, so that one I listened to a lot. So that was like well before I knew anything about the band. It was just you know a cassette that had a name on it, and then. I think I saw them play, but I actually didn't like the show. (laughs) (laughs) I had to turn my back. It was uh, too theatrical for me. At the Crystal Ballroom? Yeah, I was at the Crystal, and I couldn't focus on the music because of... It's because of it's because of Warren. Let's just let's just get this out there. Warren's jumping around. That's what it was, wasn't it? I just had to look away. <laughs> uh, I point with me, wave my arms around. Oh yeah, it could have yeah, been, probably not. There's a lot of a lot of movement at a Dirty Three show. Yes, it's true. Yeah, and it just wasn't how I experienced that music hmm. internally. So I turned my back on the show. I I stayed, I think, but I just didn't watch it. I listened. But I don't think I knew, you know, I didn't like dig in to know like the different players of the band or something. So I don't think I knew of Jim till like specifically until right around when we played that show together in Portland. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but that's what seems right to me. Was that a Godspeed show or a No, uh, it was White oh, okay. in Portland. And then I was on the bill too. Okay. So that's your first interaction. That's when we met in person. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that a little weird where you're like, I've lived with this in a way I lived with this person's music abstractly since the nineties. And now all of a sudden we're on the same stage. Like, is that strange in any way? Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's not anything. It was just, it's just what happened. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't, I guess that's just not how my thought process works typically. Right. Okay, yeah. cool. Jim, similar question. Do you recall when you first heard of Marisa? Yeah, we uh, on the bill. Just that same show? I believe so, yeah. I mean, I think we might have got asked if we wanted, you know, if that was a good bill. Anyway, that event, around that event, you know. We okay. shared a booking agent. At, we shared a booking agent at that time. So okay. I think it was kind of through that yes. connection, right? Yes, and then, you know, and even, and then, so that was a bill, and I remember, you know, when we met... I think we met. We exchanged a few words. Is that right? Yeah. I, I remember that I had, George was traveling without an amp, so I supplied an amp, so I had to come ah. early to, to, um, so that you could have the amp for the sound check. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, I remember oh. that. That's why you were there. That's why you were there then, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. so we maybe had like a little more interaction than we would have if I had just kind of shown up for my sound check, played my show, whatever. Right. We had that, that downtime before the show was... Yeah, and then yeah, and then later on, you know, the agent suggested that we do it together. I think, and you know, George and I thought that was good, and we did that. And that's when we. Got, that's when I got to hear him or some more. You know. Okay, I just I'm oh, trying to find. I'm trying to. It sounds like it's. I'm trying to find the fortuitous beauty in this <laughs> in this union, and it sounds like it was circumstances. Like you had the same people well, working with you and. And by the way, uh, Jim, how's George doing? I haven't seen George in a while, obviously. Uh, how's he doing? Yeah, he's good. He's uh, home in Crete. Okay. His family, like a lot of them, were in and out of Australia before that, before this virus, and they, they all got back in time before the borders were shut. And uh, yeah, 
good. They're good. Okay, everyone's good. I like I say, I'm just checking in. I'm making sure everyone's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, gardening going on everywhere. <laughs> gardening and the world. bread baking, it seems, is what I keep mm-hmm. seeing and witnessing, even even here. So, I want to get into the quickening, and uh, my understanding is that it's an improvised record, and I'm curious about the approach there. And whether it was ever going to be anything else, was this collaboration going to ever take some other shape, uh, maybe something more compositionally based? Uh, were you ever going to do anything beyond improvising? Um, Marisa, do you recall? Were there conversations about any other approach here? No, that was always the idea, was just to meet up and see what we made. In my memory, there wasn't hardly any discussion. And mostly the goal was to do... It was a very intuitive process and also with a focus on not doing anything that would be a drag. <laughs> <laughs> so improvisation opened its <laughs> opened it up to you as being something that probably wouldn't be a drag. The most likely option to not be a drag was trying to improvise. Is that kind of what you're, you're getting at there, Marisa? Maybe logistically that could be true, you know, because we recorded the whole thing in and out of different travel schedules in a diff- couple of different countries. So, and, and I'm not, I'm having my first experience now actually with sort of like composing, co-composing over the internet or whatever. It's just not something that I have ever done before. And it's not part of my musical vocabulary. And really I'm doing it now because of the necessity mm. and I'm enjoying it, but it's never something that I would, be like, hey Jim, let's like try and write a record over the internet. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and I'm pretty confident that I can say that if we did that, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> I agree, a hundred percent. But by the same token, Jim, now, like as Marisa says, the circumstances are different. Would you consider something like that now? Your drums are arriving, so are you? Would you consider this as a possibility now, as an option? Because there's not really too many other options. Long distance, long distance collaboration. I mean. I mean, I could, I, I would, if I had a recording set up, I would consider recording and sending off or receiving and recording, but I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be going into some, you know, complex. I feel like everything about what Marisa and I have done, I mean, I'm changing subject back to what you said before, but more, but, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if I had a, I mean, I, I don't have, a, I'm going to play, sit the jump up outside and play yeah. and put on my phone. Right. I don't think we've been making, I don't think I'm making those records or anything. Has, so we're Maybe. we're using this thing right now, and we're all we're pretty in sync here. The timing seems to make sense. We're we're able to converse. Is this an option? I've not talked to musicians about using something like this. To, well, actually, we have. Well, I seen, am doing the du- a double actually, a few days ago, and I, I, you know, and I hadn't played, and people were saying you miss playing, and I'm like, no, it's fine. And then all of a sudden, I just got this. I was like, shit. <laughs> and I was talking to Emmett Kelly. Yeah, I have a band with him called the Double. Yeah, and we're going to do the challenge. You know, we're going to try and break the world record of the double. <laughs> but we have to work out that because, you know, the double, we normally play for around 40, 45 minutes. Uh-huh. At one time, the clock broke and we went for over an hour. But we're going to try and break the record. And he's in California. Right. So actually, just before I got on this call, I, we, we were trying to work out who's going to tell us how to do it technologically. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, know, but, like what I'm saying, like, this could kind of maybe work. Uh, yeah. For you, to, like for you and Marisa, right now, like if you not right now, don't do it now. But if you oh, wanted to, <laughs> if you wanted to improvise, potentially, you know, with headphones on, you I mean, 
is that I know Marisa, you were like, I don't want to really do this. Like if we can't see each other and you, this is new. I, I feel like there's, there's something for me in playing music with and for people that involves the presence of those people. hundred percent. presence. Like I haven't done any online shows or any of that stuff. As I just, I really do miss playing shows a lot, but I, what I miss is the whole thing. I don't, it's not that I miss like playing the, those particular songs on my guitar with the thought that there's an audience. Like I actually miss the physical presence of the humans. And I think it's the same. Like, I don't know that me playing guitar here in my little house and Jim playing drums over there. It just wouldn't, there's no itch to be scratched there. I haven't been able to sustain my interest in the live streaming concerts that people are doing. Mm -hmm. Like I try to watch, even if it's like someone I really like, I'm like, I can't, it's not doing it. I don't know. And maybe that's a negative thing to say because it's all a lot of people have right now, but I'm just having, it's weird. Like I can watch a concert documentary. It's fine. There's something well, about, I don't know. I can't do this. Production right values. It, and, yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Okay. You like the concert documentaries? I can watch them. I haven't done it in a while, but I used to. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid and I couldn't see bands because of where I lived right. or I've talked to lots of people. Like I live in remote, not me, but I've lived in remote British Columbia. So I only found out about hip hop because my friend had like a DVD. And we watched yeah. the shit out of it. We just watched that Dr. Dre DVD for hours, and that's how we learned about music. So I don't, I could get to Toronto and do stuff, but uh, no, I guess I haven't watched a. Do you ever? Do you have a favorite concert film, Jim? No, I, I mean I don't. <laughs> I don't really. Uh, I, I don't. I find it problematic. I don't know why. I've never, I've never, problematic, you know, I mean, even. Huh? I mean, I just don't. I don't. I'm not drawn to them. You know, too much. You know, I find it very different. I have I watched. Uh, YouTube wormhole. The same song over and over again, different performances. That's true. I will watch YouTube. That's true. If it's like a, I, watch, I will watch a song on YouTube. Yeah, I will find a song. Like I watch Mary Margaret Hara mm-hmm. on that TV show. I yeah. watch that like every day. I'll be happy to, you know. Mm-hmm. I I thought of you yesterday, Jim, because Mary and I have been exchanging texts, uh-huh. and, and they're wild. They're just the longest, wildest texts, and I love them. And I'm hoping she and I will have a chat soon. Actually, but. Uh, yeah. She's a lot of fun to communicate she, with. She is. I've been thinking about her recently, actually, and you, because when John Prine passed away, uh, Marisa, you may not uh, know this story necessarily, but uh, Bonnie Prince Billy did a show at the Queen Elizabeth Theater in Toronto. Jim was on drums. And uh, the, the I think it was the last song or the encore. I don't know what it was. They brought Mary Margaret O'Hara on to sing uh, In Spite of Ourselves. <laughs> and nice. it was this gorgeous if I don't mean to disparage it in any way Jim because I loved it but it was this I loved it. it was a gorgeous kind of train wreck I would is that fair Jim like it was kind of off the rails I'm going to look perfect. for that on YouTube It's kind of perfect is it on YouTube No I, I don't know I, I'm going to I don't think it I want to see I actually think I googled it I did google it cuz I I wanted it was to so, it was so great Yeah it was totally great and I love her and anyway yeah it's uh yes there are YouTube wormholes I fall into all the time, and I, I would agree with you there. Anyway, uh, you made, I think it was Marisa made reference to the fact that um, the quickening was recorded in a few different cities. My understanding is, uh, is it was Portland, Oregon, and Mexico, Mexico City. So I yeah. wonder about those circumstances and how they came about. Marisa, can you talk about the Portland recording session and, and how it came to be? I mean, we just, I knew Jim was going to be on the West Coast, and he had some time, and so I just booked Booked a little time in my friend Jason's room in the Type Foundry. 
was it was this a feeling out process per se? Is that the first time you tried to play together? It was the first time we tried to play together, yeah. Yeah, we talked like you know, we started after the tour we did together, we, we stayed in touch a little bit, you know, for just different reasons. Talk about something or whatever, right? Yeah, mostly just and like then, text buddies. <laughs> so basically, you know, then we just said, Okay, well I'm let you know, we talked about it at some point. I actually can't quite remember. But then said, okay, let's, why don't we just come up and we'll just try it out, you know? Yeah. Why don't I come up there? I don't remember when it became sort of like turned into a hype from a hypothetical into a plan. It just sort of was a natural thing. I don't know. Yeah, okay. everything about this, everything about what we've done in this, with this record, you know, culminating this record and, and, and after the recording and everything, just all has seemed to me very, no stress, very natural. Yeah. No fuss. So you, know, you say no. We, I think that's partly because how it is and also partly because that's how we want it to be, you know. You say no fuss, and I can appreciate why Marisa Anderson recording in Portland where she lives is no fuss. The next session was in Mexico City. How did that come about, Jim? Well, the first one was, you know, I bought a ticket up there. We paid for two days in the studio. I think first we had a day in a, in a room in um, Marisa's house. We played a bit of music for a couple of hours, and then we went in the studio. And it was all based on that there was no expectation, you know, just to see what it was like. And then, okay, it seems like worth pursuing. We know we both agreed on that, worth doing it, doing it more and see what we could get out of it. And so then Marisa spent time in Mexico City. And so, you know, she said, we're, we're talking about where to do it. And she said, what about down there? And I thought, great, you know. Sorry. Maris- once again, the studio, studios are kind of affordable there. Oh, okay. It's, like, you know, it's out of distraction. So... You know, we didn't want to say we're making a record and we have to, like, have this stress of, like, making a record that's got to be finished. Someone's paying for it or anything like that. You know, didn't want to do anything like that. Right? Yeah. The little backstory is that my partner is Mexican and spends the winters in Mexico where she has an apartment. Ah. And I also spend as much of the winter as I can there. And it happened that Jim's time off the road, that, you know, the time that he had available overlapped with the time that I was going to be in Mexico. Perfect. And okay. the other factors that Jim was talking about all line up where it was more affordable. It was nicely off the radar in terms of any kind of stress. Okay. We never said to each other, we're making a record. Like that was never the thing. The thing was like, let's play music together. And then it, it made sense to record it. And then to sort out what those recordings would be was something that we never, we didn't have the expectation, you know? Yeah. So on the quickening, are we, I have sort of two questions. Are we hearing basically everything you captured? That's one question. And the second is, are we also hearing any of the earliest explorations? Did they make it here? Uh, I'm curious about that in particular, because I wonder what it was, if you can identify what that or those things are, what it is maybe about them that made you both think, oh, we're on to something, aha, Jim, I'm going to go to you on this. Can you unpack the <laughs> few questions I had in there? Yeah, so we had, I think, two songs that made it from from that session. You know, we probably came out. Okay, so the answer to the first question is, no, you're not hearing everything at all. Okay. You're hearing what, what we decided you to hear. And um, I feel like I've been grounded all of a sudden. I, you, you made a decision that Vish will only get to hear certain things. And that's right. The rest is prohibited. I have to earn it. 
through allowance or something. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not worth hearing. No, no, oh, no, it's not it's worth all, hearing. Okay. Let me hear it. You do it. Okay, I'm not um, being punished. I'm being rewarded. I see. Okay. Don't want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, isn't that the part that makes it from what was the other choice we we're going to do? Write songs together. That would be the decision. What we put, what we gave you. So we're that not, would be the the process. So we're not hearing everything, but. The, so what we're not doing is we're not we're not we're not finding the part that we like and then playing it again and again. We're, play, we're you're hearing it when it happened. We're getting all the shit out of the way that we don't want you to hear and we don't think you want to hear. Yeah. Okay. And then there's the song. You know, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't, I'm not sure that I understand improvisation or not. You know, we did it, and the process that made it into a song. Was, or a piece of music was a decision of what we didn't give you and what we did give you. Mm-hmm. Is there much? And, uh, and we gave it a name as well. Was there much editing? Uh, sorry, in the in the versions we're hearing, has stuff been kind of cut up to try to make it more cohesive, or are we hearing live takes, Jim? Yeah, it's, the stuff is taken away from it, but it's not. It's not actually cut up, is it? Is it? No one. It's more. There was it's more one like song a, that I cut, and like I made a little rough mix. There's one song that has a couple seconds cut out of it where we got off time. Right. In a way that affected the song badly. So that was the one editing thing I did. And then there's one song that was composed. Like it was a song that I had and I came right. in and we did it. Yes. So those okay. are the two spots. Can you identify the composed song, Marisa? 18 to 1. 18 to 1 is a composed song of your own. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I brought it in and then Jim, we co-composed it at Okay. okay. So the yeah, other I didn't make the drum part, you know. Right, exactly. So the other chunk of so the other stuff is like more it's more like, you know like like find find the beginning of the thought and find the end of the thought and trim what comes before the beginning and what comes after the end. It's like, it's like the core of it. You took away the intro and the outro and you we were just hearing the core of something. Just the place where whatever feels like the song is expressed with an arc. I see feels like an arc right part of that is like you're not trying to get it you're like okay we're going to turn the tape on we're going to play the perfect or the, we're going to turn the files on and we're going to play the perfect piece of music you know what i mean yeah we're just playing and then it's a way of taking expectation out in a way you know it's sort of or sort of diffusing it so that you can just get on with and do something yeah I and see. then you find it and you know now you can't remember like what happened in that like how did it get like that or whatever you know who knows it happened like that because of the decision where, where it was like paired away. But actual, the, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It does make sense. Uh, just so to answer your other question is like, what did the original, because I actually think, you know, I like the pieces from Mexico much better, personally. Mm-hmm. They actually feel more developed in a way. Mm-hmm. And chronologically, um, Mexico is the second session, so to speak? Yeah, the second of two. Right. Yeah. And they're separated um, by a few months. I don't remember. Maybe one was in October and the other was in January. There's a school of thought that a band making their, or an artist making their second record is more sure-footed and confident than they were making the first. Uh, you know, so many second records can be a lot better than the first. I wonder if that applies, if that's true, I wonder if that applies here. Like you had your sort of feeling out process a little bit, didn't fuss about it, and then the second session, those whatever butterflies there might be, they're gone. Like you just, you knew what you were kind of going to do, if that makes any sense. Well, all of the recording that we did is also all of the playing that we've done. So the first session is the first time that we've ever got in a room to play music together. So I think... I think and there's songs- validity in what you said, but I think in this case, it's just about us becoming more comfortable with our shared musical language over more hours of playing. Yeah. And actually the first songs actually have a, something really nice about them for that because of what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time we played together and yeah. it has a different sound partly yeah. because of the room, but partly because of that as well. Yeah. yeah. And the different, a different space. There are different. The reason why, by the way, the reason why the first record sound a harder or maybe isn't it because bands, you're talking about a band, like the band, and you've been working on these songs for years before you get a chance to go in the recording studio. So you have all these expectations of what you want that song to become like in the studio. So, and then later on by the third album, you probably got rid of all the stuff you've been carrying around, especially, when you're, especially in an early band, in a first band, you know? Yeah, I agree. I also have found in my own experience the second batch of songs is always stronger than the first. And I don't know what that means. It's just my own experience. I'm like, yeah, this these were better. In my case, almost none of them, the second batch were ever recorded, which I always found frustrating. But I always <laughs> <laughs> found it interesting. I'm like, yeah, these feel like much better than that first. We played those first 12 songs forever. And then the next yeah. batch just felt fresh and better. And like, we were better. We That chemistry, I guess I'm getting at the chemistry. When a band makes their first record, maybe they haven't done that much stuff together. Then they tour and they become chemically connected. And maybe that happened a little bit through your friendship, through this relationship you've had, through your travels together. I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know. I'm making it up. Uh, there's so many factors and every yeah. situation is different. When did we play our first show? After Mexico or before? After Mexico. When we went and played in that gallery in Portland. Mm. So that was in February, I want to say, of 2019. It's always a fascinating thing when an improvised duo records something, then they play their first show. How close to the recording is oh, that? Oh, there's no intention for, of that. Yeah, we didn't try to do that. Didn't You're even intent. do it. Just improvise. Oh, Your shows are improvised too. New. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can hear that show if you want. It's online. If you go to the Lumber Room Gallery in Portland, Oregon and blip and bloop around, you'll find that show. Okay. It's, it's there. <laughs> okay. So how this this process began in 2018? No, when did you guys start doing this? 2018 uh, was the Type Foundry sessions, I think. Right, so 2019 was it Mexico City? Okay. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years. Then we mixed yeah, it this summer. Yeah. Okay. Summer to, to not 2019. Okay. And did another show. I did our second show. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's all we've gotten to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything went to hell, so to speak. But uh, yeah, yeah would that, that would have our shows have happened yet? Are they coming up soon? Uh, I think it's like the 13th or something. All right. So the record comes out next week and and the show's up a few days. We're touring next week. Just to be clear. Just to be right. Just to be clear. We are um, speaking at a time where uh, restrictions are being loosened and some governors in America are are like, I think it's Missouri is like there can be concerts. You guys had a tour planned. You had plans that have been postponed. Have you heard anything as working musicians that like I know some artists are rescheduling dates in the fall to the fall summer dates are now October which I still personally from all the epidemiology stuff I read seems very optimistic and probably isn't going to happen either but you guys are your frontline musicians I'll say Marisa have you heard from someone who said those dates we had for you in May we think they can happen in X yeah there's a show that I was on that was canceled in March that is now rescheduled for February. Who knows? And another set of shows that I was going to do with Tara Jane O'Neill that has been rescheduled to October, late October. And I think rescheduling is aspirational. I think it's just a way of people having something on the, on the calendar in case the calendar comes back. You know, were, were all of those things you just mentioned in 2021, or was that October this year? No, this year, 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh. I, mean, so I saw. You know, I'm on the next mailing list, and I think they rescheduled shows for like in a few months' time or whatever in America. Yeah, but, but I think they're just doing. I think they're just doing that to hold the spot. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird. I, I personally, and you know, in Victoria, in Australia, some of the states have now had zero cases, new cases for days on end. Hmm like in South Australia, like a weekend in, but not, and you know, some states are allowing more people to gather, like two people to gather or whatever, something like that. Yeah. I'm and seeing that too. But there's not been any talk of any show with an audience in the room. There's a talk. I think some venues trying to, is having shows with no one in the room or something streaming it. <sighs> yeah. But yeah. no, there's no, there's no talk. Like I would imagine it was going to open up somewhere like here much quicker than anywhere else. Hmm. And they still haven't, mentioned it yeah okay just 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 curious about that you mentioned the word uh you said something about quicker albums called the quickening how's that for a segue uh marisa can you talk about the significance of the album title the quickening well we were like having a conversation jim and i about just trying to name the songs because that's just so hard to do on improvised instrumental music and so we were just throwing throwing things you know in and out of the mix and that word came up, and I mentioned that the meaning of it that I know and I'm attached to is like the first stirring in the womb of the of the child or the baby. And and I think Jim, you were, you were like, yeah, that's the name of it. Like, huh. it it comes from that, just like these first movements, you know. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that word. And yeah, when I, I loved it, when I, I thought it was a bit great. It makes sense for a first expression, obviously. There are other connotations for it. Marisa, did you look into it, or is that just that was the first, that was the thing you understood, right? That's, I mean, just that's what I knew the word to mean. Also, I've heard it used to mean the first greening on a tree after winter. Yeah, it's a so, lot. And I've heard that there's other since since you know because now I have a thing with that name. Sorry. I've heard like there's some other there's some video game. Thing there's a movie there's a movie okay. series called the highlander okay that's what <laughs> there's 
when someone is has their head chopped off. That's what someone told me. Yeah, it, their their life begins anew, or something happens to their soul. I don't. I'm not a Highlander person. And anyway, that's also called the the quickening. Jim, have yeah. you seen the Highlander? No. Okay, just just making sure because that's a thing as well. And I, but I think There's zero reference to that. I think for <laughs> other. <of> us. <laughs> I, you might get a bit. Of, you might get something from the Highlander people who are like, "What? What? You might get some attention." You're like, "Why is a? Why are all these orders coming in from this Highlander convention uh, <laughs> for this old sci-fi series?" Okay, so. Yeah, as a as a mean, as a first expression, that's why it appealed to you. Like it's something to do with life of life affirmation or the beginnings yeah. of a band, I guess. I won't I think I was thinking about the beginnings of a band, but just just that I I just think it's a beautiful concept. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. Now you have both engaged in prepared and improvisational songwriting in the past and in performance in the past. And Jim, at some point in our conversation, you said, I don't really understand what improvisation means, but it does appeal to you. And I'm just wondering why uh, you, it appeals to you as a player, uh, Jim. Can you start? What, what is it about improvisation that appeals to you? Like, so for, I got asked to do the shows with um, Peter Brotsman. I, I would have done them by now if, in the, if you know, the virus didn't happen. And I was like, that's weird to do improvisation show yeah, he's an improviser where I've never met him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. That seems to me like, Dodge, like ha- is it going to be any good? You know, we're going to go and play in front of people and like, w- we don't know what's going to happen at all. Yeah. So I don't, you know, and I eventually did after a couple of years of, I mean, an I agreed because, you know, I did want to try and experience it, you know, and I talked to people that knew his process or whatever, but like Marisa and I going into a studio and, or a room and, and I know we're just improvising, but, you know, we're trying to make something. I think we're trying to make something up, you know, we are making something up. And then, you know, we pare it down, find the things. I, I, so I just, I'm not sure what I, do you know what I mean? Can you ask me the question of what the other thing is? Not improvisation. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like, what's it like when I don't improvise? Like, Jim, can you go and play this beat that we've written down on the sheet music? And then I'll try and do that. I, I don't mind doing that. You know, and really, and then what will be make it good or bad will be if I can make it my own, even that beat that's written down, every note, every note is in the right spot. You know, and I'm looking, I'm not, you know, a yeah. great reader. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. work it out, I can do it. Yeah. You know, so I'll play it and I'll play it. You know, I can devise different strategies in my brain, like of how to play it. Like you might say something to me and I can take what I want from it. Or not want from it, right? I can say that to myself. I can trick myself. You know, it's a lot of negotiations going on. It's a <laughs> but, you it, know, yeah. I hear what you say. I can play it like I can play it like you know. Maybe I can maybe I can play it like okay. This is maybe this is really dumb. Maybe but like you know, ACDC, They're not everyone knows they're not an improvisational band, right? But yeah, I bet they could play something different if they wanted to. Like they play it really well every night for the room they're in. You know what's going on. Okay, the notes are all in the same spot. How their bodies feel. How their bodies feel, what, you know, everything. So, so the weird another, question, another way of looking at it would be like when Marisa and I, or like say Will, I remember when we were on tour with Will, Will liked everyone, he, he liked to have everyone do the same thing, I think. He kind of liked the day to be everyone just sticking. Having the same experiences throughout the day. He, I, I feel, I'm not exactly, I, mean, I don't want to speak for him, but I feel like he thought, 
he might have thought that that, that he would like to see that happen with the show. You know what I mean? After that day. Yeah, because you. Your question, Vish. Are we improvising this conversation? Well, th- this is the question as well. Like, sh- yes, we are. First of all, although I'm most of what I say is planned. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm improvising. <laughs> you're improvising. That's what conversations so it, are. It is really very similar. It is. However, I just want to go back to something with Jim because Jim has oscillated in these modes. I think you have too, Marisa. You've made records where you're playing traditional songs and making them your own. Uh, Jim has worked with people uh, to compose. But I'm thinking, well, you mentioned ACDC there, uh, Jim, and I love ACDC. And I know that every one of their songs pretty much probably started as an improvisation. And, And so there's a weird thing there, Jim, where your world is, yeah, like when I write songs with people, we get in a room and we jam it out. Like we're figuring it out. We're improvising and then we decide we're going to kind of do that again. <laughs> we're going to repeat it somehow and now it's a song. So there's a weird relationship. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about, but I'm not saying that someone can't bring a series of chords and a melody and that song, you know, yeah. and that song is, writ- is written. I'm not saying against that. Yeah. But I'm saying my involvement I'm just like, yeah, is that where you were going with that? I think so, yeah. And like Marisa was just talking about how, uh, you know, depending on how ACDC, I don't know why we're still talking about ACDC, but that's fine with me. (laughs) Depending how ACDC are feeling on any given night, their songs are going to be different. Like if they don't feel well, if they feel great, like they might play different. And it's human, you know? Well, I mean, let's let's say with AC, I don't know where I'm going with this conversation, but like (laughs) as we we all know from reading our ATC books, you know they take they they take the songs to their brother to the Malcolm, Malcolm to, and Angus, yeah. Oh no, they're no, the, no, the other no, brother. They yeah. take them to their older brother. Yeah, that's right. And his partner, and then they and they strip them down, right? Um, and make them work. Get rid of anything that's not going to make the groove and the song work. You know, that's right. At least they did in the first albums that we all loved. That's know, the right. Most. The ones with Bond. Yeah, um, that's right. And then they go back and you know, and then they play them with that. You know, maximizing the effect of that. Of that of those structures, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not showing. It's what I'm saying. It's amazing to me that Marisa brought up our conversation because I, I, I think that's true. I, I, I'm asking you questions to learn about you guys, and we don't know what we're going to say. And I think of improvisation as the ultimate learning tool. Uh, like I feel like when you're improvising with someone, you're learning about them uh, a mm-hmm. little bit. And um, Marisa, would you agree with that? Like, is improvisation in your experience, like a, a particularly great way to learn about people? <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that much like conversation, you share and you learn, you, you know, it's a give and take. And the more that you do it, the more you come to understand certain, I don't know, intangible qualities and I feel like with Jim, I'm, I'm still like such in the beginning of that process, you know, like we've done this one record and played two shows and there's way more so left unsaid than there is said at this point. But I'm thinking of other long-term improvisation based musical relationships I've had, you know, and over years, you really do get to know someone deeply and you also get to know things about yourself in their presence that you might not otherwise come to. Yeah, it doesn't even feel like you're talking about music right now. You're talking about conversation. like, And I think that's what I'm kind of getting at. Like, this is what you're doing together is a form of communication. It doesn't even sound like you knew each other that long or super well. You had these 
you know, as we said, circumstantial meetings and experiences, and then you decided to play together, and now we're here, and you've made this beautiful record together. So it's a nice thing. Jim, you would agree. This is a nice thing. Yeah. We had the intuition that we, you know, to decide to do that, you know, intuition combined with intention. And, you know, we also, I felt like unspokenly, we were very much on the same wavelength of, you know, of not over, of not trying to determine it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like making it, would you say, Marisa? Yeah, I feel like there was a real spirit of curiosity. And that was maybe the, the why we even agreed to do it was to be like, oh, this seems like a good idea. I'm curious. And then everything kind of springs from that. Yeah. That, and that you're talking about your your union here. But to me, again, that's another way of describing improvisation. Like if you learn a prepared song on your instrument, you're kind of putting rules on that instrument. Like the song goes like this. And so these are the rules to play this song, the chords, the notes, whatever. But with improvisation, you can kind of learn more about your instrument too. You can kind of explore it, right? Is that fair to say, Marisa? Sure, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, you don't want to play with the same person as yourself, right? Yeah. But you also want to have enough shit. You want, But you also, it's maximizing the chances that something mm-hmm. good can come out of it. I mean, I think a yeah. lot, of, and you know, a lot of what we decided without deciding was, you know, I mean, I would think like with a, as a musician, like what you get better at or what I, what I feel like, I hope I get better at, I don't think I'm getting better technically or maybe I am. I have no idea, whatever. But, you know, better at hitting the moment, mm-hmm. hitting a moment more often, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and quicker, you know? Mm-hmm. Cut to the core of the thing in a, in a way that feels – it's the same as in conversation, like not beating around the bush or something. I don't know. Yeah. Nice a- that that's be- a nice ACDC reference all of a sudden. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for a moment to drop it. <laughs> yeah, and it wouldn't be the same, not the same as when you're playing by yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. No, I mean, Jim, you're also in a position where I think um, it's fair to say people approach you about playing. Uh, they know you're a great drummer and, and they have a nice feeling about you, so... It's like your instrument is this conversation starter in itself, isn't it? Like you get asked to do things with people and meet people and travel the world because of right. your, your stinking drum kit. Really, that's what it is, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. I think it's. Nice. I think it's great. I think everything's great. Yeah, I get to, I get to talk to people. <laughs> Absolutely. What about that thing? What about the thing I said, Marisa, the other day about the? I read that article about um, you know, when you get up, mm-hmm. you know, they did it. You know, like you want to get up and stand up, and they had the Your brain, knows. the electrodes. The brain told the leg to get up before the brain told you to think that you wanted to get up. Yeah, you know about that. I don't know about that. I'm listening to you, and I can see it where yeah. that how that works, but I I don't know. What right. You're... So so the thought <laughs> the thought is like uh, later, you know. Right. So that might be you know that's I'm trying to use that as an angle about improv. Improvisation, you know, maybe, like you know, don't, and you know, letting your brain, getting your brain in the right spot, you know, yeah, you're thinking, yeah, in the right spot to not get in the way, you know, it's a to and fro. Yeah, you're learning about, like Marisa was saying too, you learn about yourself as much as you're learning about other people. Like you learn about your relationship with with music and your your craft on some level, if you will, but you learn about yourself just by playing with yeah. people. Yeah, but also your brain, like you know, because you. You know, there's beer in the fridge, so you know you knew that. 
your body knew that if your brain didn't know why you were getting up to get a beer, but your body knew, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think I'm following this analogy. Uh, it makes sense to me. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, want to ask you both about what's next. Uh, I know we've obviously <laughs> contextualized <laughs> the fact that no one knows what's next, uh, but do you have plans either together or individually, even things that, you know, you're waiting on to, to try and do. Uh, Marisa, is, is there stuff coming up uh, both with, with your work with Jim and, and elsewhere that you can talk about? Mm, I mean, there's some stuff, but I don't want to get into the details of it. That feels premature. Okay. Um, and, and honestly, like everything is so up in the air right now, but with all of it, like, I don't even know if, you know, I'll play a show this whole year, you know, I find I'm making plans to keep my uh, spirits up, mm-hmm. uh, making plans to have conversations like this, just making, I'm just making and doing things constantly and feel very busy. And I don't have as as I'm trying to read all the stuff. So I stay informed, but I'm also not trying to get mired in the darkness of it, you know? So I'm just doing things constantly. You said you only recently picked up a guitar. Um, did that yield ideas? Did that make you feel like, Oh, I should maybe pursue this. I'm not sure yet. Being I mean, ca- being the ca- activity is nice. It's comforting. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. It's some, you know, it's something I've done my whole life. So I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not picking up a guitar with a whole ton of intention yeah. to anything else than like, Oh, see if it feels good. If it feels good, keep doing it. If it doesn't put it down. Right. Okay. So other than that, you you're waiting this out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of choice on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Jim, same question. Obviously, you've described your circumstance. You're taking care of your family. You're in Australia. You haven't had drums for seven weeks at least. Uh, <laughs> any other things to look forward to or plans to make at this point? Or is it, as Marisa says? I mean, you know, like, for example, to do with this record, like, you know, Marisa and I were going to play, you know, we booked a few shows and we were going to learn how to, we were going to go out there and learn how to do a show about what we do you know yeah. like a show we weren't going to play the record we were going to like play and and you know we had a good start with we did two shows on two individual occasions you know one when we were when i went out to the play in the art gallery and in portland and one when we were mixing we went to the you know place in chicago and played it because we were there so we were going to do that you know and you know i mean i hope we do that when you know yeah. when we can you know okay. it sounds fun to me like you know work out how like what is it like when we play a bunch of shows in a row you know yeah i'm looking forward to that I thought I saw was Warren Ellis tweeting about a dirty three session or activity. Were you guys gonna do something, Jim? Yeah, when we played last year, we played a couple of shows in Australia, uh, three shows, and uh, did some recording. So okay. yeah, that's we have to finish that. Okay, so that's not done. And are you all in Australia right now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so you're kind of on your own out there in terms of people you normally collaborate with, Jim. Well, mixed down in Melbourne. Oh, okay. The, the guitarist from yeah. Three. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, there are lots of bits and pieces going around. But yeah, it's all, everything's just kind of right yeah, now. Yeah, obviously. I guess it's obvious. You know, but I, I have to ask. Sometimes you guys were already talking about how to do, doing some uh, computer playing or something. I don't know. <laughs> just oh, yeah. It doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to The double. We're going to do the double. Okay. I can announce the double. When is the double thing happening? As soon as we work out how to do the uh, do it. Okay. All right. And the drums get here tomorrow. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. All right. Probably good. 
So people can learn more about the quickening at uh, what thrilljockey.com, I assume, right? Yeah, that that works. Yeah. Also, I think it's on my Bandcamp page. Is a place to find out about it. Okay, it's on your uh, the Marisa Anderson Bandcamp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere else, Jim? Do you want to uh, send people to anything? Uh, any destinations that you have online, so to speak? We've got Florus White stuff, you know, dot com. Right. <laughs> we haven't got this record, this records up there. No, I, don't, I don't have anything. Okay. Oh, by the way, Scleris White. Any, like to any activity with family. with you and George? A lot of cancel shows <laughs> and activities. <laughs> and uh, that's a kind of activity, I suppose. <laughs> and then, um, no. Okay. All right. Well, it's sad. This 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 part yeah, is. We, did a, we actually we put a we put a show up, a live show for sale on our on our band oh in our band camp yeah it's Lewis White band camp okay. We're going to, that's something we planned to do for a long time, but we hadn't had time to go through the shows. So we've taken advantage of that and put that up there. What's the, what's the era of the show? Where, where was the show? That show was um, exactly a year ago. Okay. And, and wh- that, that'd be in LA. Oh, okay. We're, yeah. We're taking some time to go through some shows. And- As you know, I really like Scores White. I think it's fantastic. I wish more people liked it and talked about it. I think it's the best. Yeah, I just want to please. say that. Thanks. <laughs> I miss it. Okay, uh, if there's a song from the quickening that we can go out on, um, I wonder if uh, we can democratically the three of us decide. I actually, I want no part in it. I want you two to pick. Let's vote. Let's all vote. The three of us. Well, I, I guess... vote the lucky. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. <laughs> okay, so Jim suggests the lucky. Oh, did you already suggest the lucky? Oh, I'm sorry, I missed yeah, that. We already I thought, decided. Why is that? Why did Jim? Why is it the lucky? I missed that. Sorry. Oh, I really like it. I like. I like the sound. It's my current favorite. It's your current favorite. Okay. And what session is that one from? Mexico. This is the second one. The the one you think everything was coming together. Okay, Marisa, do you want to say anything more about the lucky? I don't think so. It's the one with the massive hooks. It's got hooks. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. That's it's the single. Ah. <laughs> it's the heat-seeking chart-topping single okay uh, from their new album The Quickening uh, this is uh, Jim White and Marisa Anderson with uh, The Lucky which is uh, wonderful and the album's out on Thrill Jockey uh, Marisa, Jim thank you so much for joining me uh, from Portland and, and from Australia it means a lot and I wish you the best of luck with everything going forward thanks Beach.
Ah, very special thanks to Jim White and Marisa Anderson for returning to this show together, together for the first time on the uh, program for the 541st episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available on all Apple and Google platforms and, and other things, too. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for or if you wish to learn more about me and sign up for my semi-regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at vishcreative, or follow me directly at vishkana. Also, please visit patreon.com slash Control to make a flexible monthly donation keep this podcast going again there's a six dollar and higher tier now for exclusive audio content so again visit patreon.com slash creative control to learn more about that thanks again to live at masseyhall.com where you can watch beautifully captured concerts by great canadian artists playing live at massey hall it's right in the name also thanks to pizza trocadero the bookshelf planet bean coffee and granddad's donuts for their in-kind support for this show Uh, Thanks, as always, to my friend and texting buddy Jim Guthrie uh, for letting me use some music on the show. You can learn more about Jim and his work at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode and for following the show however you do, subscribing to it, telling your friends about the show, uh, writing about the show for uh, your newspaper or magazine, that is helpful. If you want to talk to me about the show, send me an email. Drop me a line. Happy to tell you more about how and why I make the show. I don't even know why I make the show sometimes, but I'll try to fumble about for an answer. Anyway, it, it means a lot, so thank you. And uh, yeah, I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.